What's up, everybody? How you guys doing? It's your boy, Chris Rush, Mayor Whoville. Welcome to All Hands on Deck Media. We are going to just talk about some latest news things today, some things that are on our hearts. Any comments from you guys are going to be here for that as well. So welcome to All Hands on Deck Media. It's time to get this stuff started. Now is the time that the church rises up to see the end of abortion. We've got to make some noise! How long are we going to wait until we see this injustice taken care of? We are here! We are here! We are here! Do you believe we can do this? Yes, I believe we can do this! What up, everybody? It's your boy, Chris Rush, Meryl Whoville, and it's the time that we rise up. All hands on deck, everybody. All hands on deck for the end of abortion. All hands on deck to fight the fight of faith. Now is the hour. The end time generation is here. The return of Christ is near. What are we doing? What are we? Are we advancing the kingdom? Are we making ground? Are we taking ground from the enemy? Are we being the body of Christ, that, uh, the, everything that God has called us to be? Now is the hour that we rise up. Now is the time for all hands on deck media. It's time for all hands on deck for the end of abortion. And I'm your host, Chris Rush, Mayor Whoville. And here with me is Paul Lindquist, campaign, or, yeah, I don't know. I campaign forget. manager. Campaign manager. I was thinking about some other cooler names, but I forgot what what other cooler names we had for you right now. What is the other cooler names? I don't names? know. That's good enough. That's <laughs> You're not, you're not starving for a, a cooler name than just the campaign manager? Well, what- uh, On our official paperwork, I put down a different name, but what is it, like uh, assistant director or something like that? So sure. Whatever. Yeah. Well, welcome to Heads on Deck Media. Uh, thanks for joining us, you guys, if you're listening on SoundCloud. Uh, if you're not listening on SoundCloud, you could go to SoundCloud and follow us there. Please subscribe to us there. We've got a YouTube channel. Um, you can subscribe to us there as well. So All Hands on Deck Media, um, YouTube, All Hands on Deck, um, SoundCloud. You can find us on iTunes. You can find us on Stitcher. Um, and that's, yeah, probably. Yeah, you can find us on Stitcher. Um, go like our, our Facebook page, All Hands on Deck. Um, what are the plugs that we have, man? We can always kind of draw a blank with our uh, other let's plugs. See. If you want to email us, you can go to, uh, yeah, if you want to email us, uh, email us at allhandsondeckmn at gmail.com. Also, if you want to visit our website page, you could go to, um, oh, where are you right now? Um, you could go to allhandsondeckmedia.com. Get our free book. Get a free digital copy of our book right there. If you haven't got our book, what's wrong with you? <laughs> um, you could go there. You can put a uh, your your subscribe to our emails. We haven't even sent many emails, so you don't have to worry about getting hit too many times uh, by yeah, subscribing. Yeah, that's definitely not our problem. So. Yeah, so you don't worry about that. But there, you could go and um, you could find a contribute button, and we ask that you go and support the campaign. Which obviously we talked about this before. What we want to do in the sense of ending abortion, we want to be an organization that is organized in the sense of like a spearheaded effort to see abortion abolished a spearhead effort of um gaining you know um bigger pastor but not bigger pastors but more pastors involved with the abolition movement more pastors involved with doing the day-to-day work what we lay out in our book uh we want to be able to put billboards up and commercials and tv uh and and, and things like that we want to be able to do huge events where we're um grabbing grabbing you know tons of um you know um tons of um 
um, Christians who are going to like concerts and things like that. We want to put on big old concerts. So this is the campaign. We ask that you consider supporting this like you would any other campaign um, that you, you know, you support in the political season, that this is the a campaign against the abortion. Is your money going towards seeing abortion um, dealt with? Now, if you feel like you can obviously put your money in another way to fight abortion, feel free and do that. Uh, but hey, we have a vision that's bigger than most. <laughs> and so, we ask right, that you right. uh, consider consider uh, giving there to Partic- yeah, particularly if you've uh, if you've been active in the pro life movement and if you've been financially supporting other pro life organizations, I I'd encourage you to take a look at take a look at what their goals are, what they're doing, you know, what their track record is, their objectives, because you know we've looked pretty hard and uh, we haven't really found another organization quite like ours, you know. In, in that we have we have a simple and workable plan uh, laid out to actually end abortion. Um, I think you'll find a lot of these organizations are not even really talking about that. They're talking about other issues like defunding Planned Parenthood and, you know, putting various restrictions and things like that. So, you know, take a, take a hard look at where your dollars are going as far as, uh, you know, putting an end to this atrocity once and for all because uh, I think you'll find if you do your research that there's you know there's not that many other places out there where where there's uh, where they have a goal an objective like ours so go there on huzzadickmedia.com and you can go hit the contribute button hey become a ten dollar my partner or begin to tie towards what we're doing believe me God was <laughs> you can believe me that's this is good ground um, this is towards saving millions of children's lives and we got to take it serious and also get go get our book all hands on deck uh four steps to end abortion uh right there it's 4.99 or something like that five dollars there um grab the book pass out the book try to buy copies you know get this book into people's hands get it stirred up simple book it's about uh it's about you know 30 it's 34 pages long super thin Super, you know, sit down and just knock it out, but sit down and it's hopefully a sharp little grenade um, that just can explode and uh, in your in in your heart. So go there and do that. And uh, last but not, of course, not least, I want to give um, uh, a shout out to our our first ever sponsor to the show, Smart Web Ninja, uh, my f- buddy Josh. Um, my buddy Josh heads this up, and um, Smart Web Ninja, um, they help businesses and um, organizations by taking the worry out of managing, securing, and maintaining the WordPress um, websites. They provide WordPress support and management um, support programs that include regular updates, backups, um, um, security monitoring, threat, threat provisions, email support. They do that and more. So Smart Web Ninja, hiya! Um, I can't do that. Um, smartwebninja.com. Is it, that's right, right? I'm not saying that wrong, right? Smart. <laughs> I'm not looking uh, at the website right yeah, now, yeah, but yeah. I think that's what it is. I'm sure this is smart a, I'm, I'm positive that's what it is. No, it's or smart. just Google Smart Web Ninja. No, it's smart, Joshua it's Davis. smart Web Ninja. I'm just kidding. Smartwebninja.com. There yeah. you go. Uh, he's a ninja in the, in, the, in in the website business. So the guy, ch- the guy really is awesome. I can attest to that. Yeah. I, I manage a few websites for various. Uh, things and you know this guy you know he he makes my job a hundred times easier so yeah we appreciate josh all right people i'm smartwebninja.com hi yeah all right so uh 
Well, we're just going to kind of have a conversation podcast today. Um, don't really have something super duper laid out, something super duper on the heart. Uh, unfortunately, um, you know, what's kind of been in the news this week is the Fernando Castile um, uh, verdict um, this past week that uh, and maybe I just kind of assume everybody um, knows um, this story. Maybe I shouldn't assume that. But Philando Castile, uh, about a year ago, uh, was driving and got pulled over and was shot to death by a police officer who claims that he was pulling out his um, his registered firearm. He had a, a permit to carry license. Um, I, I was I say obviously his girlfriend next to him said that was not true. Um, that he did not. Um, um, he did not was not pulling out his his weapon, and um, so they just had a court case about it, and the jury found uh, acquitted the uh, the police officer in his shooting. Um, and so now, you know, I wasn't really all into what everybody's response was on Facebook and all of that, uh, but you know, you know, obviously people are declaring that this is a, a form of um, systemic racism, and and you know when you you know. I'm not necessarily even I'm not even I'm not even here to argue against that or for it necessarily because it's it's terrible. I actually uh, I actually have the video that I'm just want to play the audio just because you could kind of hear what's going on. Like there's a there's the 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 it's it's really crazy how fast things can happen, you know, and I'm a permit to carry. Um, you know, I have a permit to carry license and. And uh, and it's hard not to think like, man, I hope that wouldn't happen to me, you know, where I'm driving and, you know, you're trying to do good by telling the police officer you're carrying. And then he he gets extremely emotional and, and responds in this way. I want to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to play a little right. video. I think you should point out for those listening out of state, this happened in St. Paul. Minnesota. Yeah, pretty much St. Paul. It was technically, right. but yeah. Mm-hmm. Or pretty close to St. Paul, Falcon Heights, right? Right. Just up the road yep. from us. Yep. And yeah. And right that's. You know, I don't know if it's national news about the verdict and everything, but it's been very big news here locally. So that's Amen. that's why yeah. we're getting into this a little bit tonight. Yeah. So here's the police officer. He's walking up to oh, the sir. car. Good. Reason I put you over to your brake lights are out, so you only have one activated active brake light, and that's going to be your passenger side one, your third brake light, which is up here on top. And on this one back here, it's going to be out. So he's getting put over for a brick light. So I don't know how much of the video I can show because I don't want it to get flagged. I do have a firearm on me. Don't reach for it, though. I do have a firearm on me. Don't pull it out. Listen to this. Don't pull it out. So that's kind of that's what happened, and um, wow, happened pretty quick. Happened pretty quick, and you know, I watched that a few times, and I just, I mean, the 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 jury, you know, they can't say there's, you know, with their stance, I guess, is that they cannot, they they don't know. We no one really can see if he's pulling out a weapon or not, Uh, and so therefore you can't really. Um, 
say that he was wrong because you don't know was he or was he not you know um there's a lot of obviously that you could make assumptions around it i make some assumptions around it and i don't i think it was outrageous like i just think it's outrageous i i don't i don't know but my own guess is that dude wasn't about to pull out his firearm my i don't know what that all that's about it to me it felt I don't know. I just don't know. I just have a hard time believing that you're 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 you, you know you have you have a permit to carry, and you're like, well, yeah, I have a permit to carry, and here it is. Like, you know what I mean? Like, are you that? that who's that dumb? You know what I mean? Like, hey, officer, you want to see it? Now, I remember one time I got pulled over, and I told the, uh, well, no, I didn't tell the officer. He, when I took out my license my permanent carry license is kind of behind that he noticed i guess they know it they he's like oh i see that you got it i was like yeah he said do you have it and i still had my will hands on the wheel or st- and i started looking around because i would kind of your reaction is kind of like, oh yeah i do have that and then you're like where is it you're like thinking that but i didn't think like let me go grab it you know and i mm-hmm. and he said don't grab it i'm like i wasn't i wasn't gonna grab it so i you know i think the guy um you know what what i'm told is that the, he this police officer if this was a training exercise, he would have failed this. He this wasn't protocol, the way he handled that um, situation. That wasn't necessarily what he should have. That's how you respond right away. Um, Can I ask a question? Yeah, go ahead. Are you required to disclose? I don't have a no. permit myself. So no. if you have a gun on you and you have a permit, you're not. No, required you're not to required tell to tell anybody. Officer. No. So if you do it, it's a courtesy. You know, it's a courtesy that you're giving to the person because you don't want. So the driver. Who was shot? Actually, he, 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 yeah, he, he volunteered had, more yeah, he information volu- than he was obligated right. to do. Which is, um, you know, which is, which is, yeah, which sucks because it feels like that was what he was supposed to do. Like not supposed to do, but it was like a, you know, a courtesy to kind of give that information so the officer could be more at ease, I guess. Mm-hmm. But and that's why people are saying it's racism because they're like, well, if he was a white guy and he was that permanent carry, there's another attitude that you have with that. You know, black guy has a permanent carry. It's funny. I was listening to conservative radio after this ha- for originally happened. And it's funny how people like I'm not the one you guys claim racism right away. But it's funny how people people are biased and stuff like that. They don't even know it. And some levels like I, the one guy was uh, called into the show and he's like and this is when before we really knew if he really had a permit the carry license and this is like when it was fresh and he was like well you know the, the caller was like well i mean he probably he he insinuated like well he's a black guy he's probably definitely doesn't have a permanent carry license that's what he like clearly insinuated on the show and the the host was like well why wouldn't he like what why why are you saying he wouldn't and he was like well never mm-hmm. mind he kind of tried it. he walked it back because he realized that he in his mind all the people he know are white dudes who have permanent carry license. He's probably never seen it. So he's like, oh, well, he definitely doesn't have it. And I was like, well, why would you assume that, you know? So it's like, you know, I think there could be an element of, like, fear. I don't know. When you're, like, a black man with a gun versus an older white man with a gun. And you, you're reacting on that. I just can't. I just, it's just hard. It's just over the edge. It's over the top. I don't know. What do you, what do you think about this? Tim, Timothy, real quick before you go. He says, <laughs> I have a concealed concealed license. You are told by the instructor to, to tell the officer, but do not reach for it. The officer will instruct you on what to do. Yeah. Uh, Timothy, what state are you at? I, I don't think that's a law. He's, he's here in St. Paul. You're, okay. Yeah. I don't know if that's a law. That, that's not. That's what Paul was saying. It's not. We don't have to tell them. 
that we have a permanent carry license. That's not. But you know, it, you're 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 told to do that to be nice, to be like, hey, you know, I just want to let you know. And I've done that, and then I've haven't done that because I figured I'm not, you know, whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't need to let you know you're good. We're good. But anyways. Yeah. Well, I I guess uh, <laughs> I I don't know that much about the case, um, but I. You know, my first thought is the Hispanic uh, police officer most likely didn't wake up that day, you know, with the intention of shooting a shooting a black guy. But um, at this, you know, so I don't know. But at the same time, it you know, and that's the first time I've actually watched the tape. Um, it sure raises questions. I mean, this uh, some of these other shootings have been a lot more um i'd say favorable circumstances to the police officer this one looks pretty cloudy to me mm-hmm. um you know based on based on what i see it just seems like he 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 acted pretty quickly um you know when he told him don't don't reach for it don't reach for it um and my thought is why not instead of saying a negative don't do something why not tell them what to do, which would be put your hands on the steering wheel or something like that. Right. I think that could have maybe just resolved the whole situation. Right. If you would have said something like, you know, put your hands on the dash or the steering wheel or wherever I can see them or whatever, put your hands away from wherever the gun was. Right, because how does he know where the gun is, too? So he's like, don't reach for it. Well, the gun's in the glove department. <laughs> like, I'm not reaching yeah. for it. So he thinks he's reaching for it when he could be just putting his hands down, you know, or whatever he's doing. I don't know. You know, don't reach for it. It's like, well, you know, how do you know where I have it? You know, and I can't remember the details. I'm sure I'm terrible for this. People probably know. I can't remember where exactly the gun was, if it was in his pocket. I think there, there's some um, obscurity with that because they're like, there, there's people suggesting that it wasn't where they think they found the gun at, and blah blah blah. And you know, at the end of the day, it's a terrible, it's a terrible thing. And um, you know, yeah, I, th- I don't know. I don't want to. The thing is, this is a terrible thing that happened. This is, you know, my wife went to school with this man. She know, she knew, she knows him. Uh, she knew him in high school, and um, she, you know, she, he wasn't, you know, some radical criminal and everything he wasn't perfect um you know he wasn't perfect a perfect person but that's regardless that's not even the question here if you you don't get shot because you're not perfect everybody would be dead but um i don't really have my you know it it, you know and i don't want i try i've been you know if anyone's noticing kind of my posture on social media i want to be very slow to talk about things that i'm not really hip on 100 and i want to be slow to give my own like what's helpful you know what i mean and you know i see a bunch of facebook posts um you know saying like uh you know being a black man is the most dangerous place you could be in america and blah 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 blah. and to me it's that's just kind of over the top because i don't feel that way today i don't feel like that way i don't think every day i'm thinking i'm gonna get i think this stuff happens and it's terrible but you know and i'm trying and i try not to just bring up abortion but I find it really hard, of course, uh, when you know if we could go over the over the hills and and have this this type of outrage about the most dangerous place for a black man to be in America is that, but like, like where is that rhetoric still used for the black baby in the womb? 
Now, I don't want to say, I'm not going to say that publicly because, for instance, there are half, there's, it's local. So, you know, there's people like my wife and things that that personally touches, right? So, you know, you don't want to bring up another tragedy when, like, people personally are being affected by something, right? Uh, but for people who are just kind of adding to it, I don't know how to, is that, is that, it kind of just like hitching their, their outrage, you know, you know, cause before I knew what the guy was talking about when he was like being a black person, I said, yeah, you're right for the womb, the baby in the womb, you know, where's this, this outrage for that child in the womb. Now that's not my initial reaction. That's not something I want to, I'm going to get up and just say right away because I don't think people are able to hear that. I don't think people are able to decipher between, um, that, but that doesn't mean that you know that this situation doesn't need to be looked at any further. I think the family is going to be filing a civil suit against the police officer, uh, and it's hard to say if the jury, you know, it's because they were, you know, it's not. I don't think it's because they were racist. They just figure they're kind of stuck with everybody else. You know, we don't know what to say. <laughs> like we can't see what the guy's doing. He says he was grabbing for it. If he was, then that's the appropriate actions to take. If the dude yeah. was grabbing for a gun, but the question is, come on, really? Like, was he really grab? Was it really that quick, officer? I have a thing, and here it is. Like, was he really doing that? What just happened there? With my, anyway. Mm, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It. Uh, <coughs> it it does seem like a very fast reaction. Um, the civil suit. Who knows how that'll turn out? The family might get a little money from that. Um, who knows? The one thing's for sure is the police officer will not work in the Twin Cities anymore, and he probably, my guess is, he'll be moving out of state if he hasn't sure. already. <clears throat> you know, so that's uh, that's uh, probably his punishment. Yeah. So, uh, anyway, any comments or any any thoughts on that? Please uh, message me, email about this case. I mean. It is what it is, and it's a ter- it's, it's a terrible outcome. Um, you know, my thing is is that um, you know we, you know, you know today thirty children died in the Twin Cities, you know, instantly. And so, if I'm gonna put my energies and my, um, if I'm gonna put my energy into anything, I'm gonna put my energy to the Holocaust that is consistently going on right now. And um, and so I and I. I hate that this happened and I hate, I don't want it to happen to me and I, and I don't want this to happen to anybody else. Uh, but I'm not going to pretend like police are hunting us down or police are acting are, are after us. And this is just every day, all day. And I lived in the hood where I was more concerned every day about my own brothers killing each other, you know? And more than that, my even more concern than that is the legal murder we have going on. So I just, I still feel like if we're going to put our energies and time you know, if we don't cry out for justice for the one who has no voice, then we don't get justice. Um, you know, you you are going to get what you what you sow. You know what I mean? If you're not sowing for justice for those who cannot pay you back, you're not going to get justice for yourself. So, um, yeah, I, w- I know people probably wish I had more to say on that. I didn't make any personal points on it. Um, same same three as I didn't. And I made a one point about, um, um, you know. Kathy Grither holding the Trump head, you know, like I'm not going to get, I'm not going to get out. I'm not going to flow with everybody. I'm not going to get outraged about every, everything. They can be outraged. There's one 
thing to be outraged about right now. And it's the 3,000 babies a day dying, and that's not just a number. Um, so if you're watching right now, you probably saw me take off my headphones. These expensive headphones just broke, dude. Really? Yeah, I just don't even know. Like, can't you, hear. You want right to use arm. mine? Or? Can't hear the right ear, so it's unbalanced. So anyway. Uh, you can use mine. or No, can, you're good. We can go to a commercial break. I got, I got backup. <laughs> I got backups. Yeah, you got backups. We could probably yeah. use those. All right, we're gonna try to switch the subject to something a little bit more light. I want to talk about quickly my look at this pride. Look at what is this? What is this? This pride logo on Facebook. So Facebook's obviously just not even gonna give you an option if you want to have a pride flag, as if the whole nation just loves gay marriage. I just, I just love that they just act like. They, you know what I mean? They act like I just I guess liberals in their own bubble, they just believe like surely. <clears throat> surely everyone like did you do you, do you remember the the, the 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 divide between a nation at that point and how you guys shoved it down everyone's throat? But I know it's their I remember own. Remember how the White House was lit up in uh yeah, in pride that. colors that night after the gay marriage uh ruling at the Supreme Court. It's, it's kinda like they had like they already knew the ruling or something. It was interesting. <laughs> it's as if they kind of knew what was going to happen. So, um, you said commercial break, bro. What, what's your commercial break? You want to do, you wanna do it, Josh? Or? Oh yeah. You want you want me to do it? He's our only sponsor. <laughs> He's our so. only sponsor. <laughs> All right, you guys. Well, real quick, uh, we we said it earlier. We'll say it again. Smart Web Ninja is the sponsor of our show. Um, Smart Web Ninja is uh, they do they help with businesses and organizations by taking away the worry out of managing and securing. Um, they're web pressed. I'm sorry. I'm, the web press based websites. Uh, they provide the support and management programs that include regular updates, backup security, monitoring, th- threat preventions, email support, and more. Um, Smart Web Ninja, our boy Josh, um, and go check him out and get a website. If you're gonna get a website, go with him. He's the real deal. Absolutely. And appreciate you guys for supporting our show, SmartWebNinja.com. Hi, yeah. So, um. I know I told you this right before the show, Paul, um, that AHA's Facebook page got taken off Facebook today. Or not today. I think it was yesterday. Yeah, you did tell me that. (sighs) Isn't that swell? So abolishing abortion um, is a a movement that's going on, on the abolition movement. They have a Facebook page. That I'm sure, you know, on some of their best days, they've reached probably over a million people a week with their posts and things like that. Um, and they had their Facebook page just now got taken down. And, you know, Russell uh, Russell says that it's been taken down because of what they, they call abortion murder. And they show people what abortion looks like, which is interesting because it's like they, they're not the only Facebook page that shows graphic imagery. Yeah. It's not like there's only one Facebook page on the internet uh, <laughs> that sh- that shows graphic imagery, and so it's pretty obvious that they they must be um, making some ground or, or irritating somebody out there yep. for them to um, for them to take off their Facebook page. I just I don't know. Well, absolutely, they're uh, <clears throat> they're definitely um, you know they're doing. They're having an impact if uh, if Facebook went as far as to take their page down, um, you know. But it's it's really the the hypocrisy of that is just 
it doesn't even on on so many levels. You know, I I'd be interested to know how many Muslim terrorist pages have been taken down. Hmm. You know, <clears throat> if they even if they're even looking for those. Mm-hmm. You know, but but the thing that happens with the left is you know they they are trying they're out there trying to silence people. They're trying to silence. Uh, you know they. They've successfully gotten Bill O'Reilly off the air at Fox. They're trying to get Hannity out. Now, these aren't my favorite guys, but, you know, they have a right to have their shows, you know. Um, and and so what the left does, they threaten their advertisers. They try to, you know, they, they use these tactics and they try to they try to silence and get rid of their opposition. Um, and this, I'm sure, is what happened with... Uh, with AHA, Abolish Human Abortion, the abortion abolitionist movement, is that, uh, you know, they they ran across some people like uh, Media Matters or one of the, one of those liberal groups, and they probably, uh, you know, complained. Um, and, and another thing these people do, it's like five people doing it, but they make it, you know, with their electronic stuff, they make it look like it's yeah. a couple hundred. Yeah. And... You know, they, they launch these complaints to Facebook, and so Facebook takes it down. Now, our side, we don't uh, we don't fight like they do, unfortunately, and, and we probably are going to have to. Right. Um, well, here, let me read this. Uh, see, it seems like Dressel kind of shared somebody else's post, but it seems like some seems to be some type of statement. It's kind of yeah. long here, but I'll, I'll try to get through most of it to see what they have to say towards it. I'm trying to find the meat of it, trying to skim through it, but um, he says, I'm, I'm really getting tired of people saying that I wish you stopped sh- um, straw marrying me. If we talk in person, we can figure this all out. Facebook just isn't the best way to communicate. That's what people are saying. There's uh, There may be some truth to these kinds of statements, but the most part uh, that are simply evidence of uh, um, cultivated and dissension and laziness let me explain if you make a statement on facebook especially about a controversial topic you have to expect others to challenge and to, or to criticize your position people are going to ask for clarification people are going to present uh, opposing positions people are going to make assumptions based on your your op uh, words are important the words you speak say something about who you are as a person as an example if you say man i don't know i know the world is just going to get worse and uh, and worse, but God, but thank God He's going to take us away before His wrath destroys this place. Amen. You have to expect uh, people to assume that you are premillennium rapture waiting, dooms doomsdayer. Okay. Um, I'm sorry to read this all, you guys. I'm just trying to see where what they're <laughs> what they're trying to get across here. If you make a statement on Facebook, you need to be ready to articulate your thoughts and give answers to back them up your position, saying, well, your point doesn't come across very clear on Facebook, so you are misunderstanding me. It's just a way to clarify, uh, to justify your poor communication skills and your aptitude for stating, uh, starting arguments but being lazy to finish them. All right, I'm not, you know, I think they're just trying to make it. I think I think he's just saying there that if you... Uh you post a controversial opinion on pa- Facebook, be ready to back it up with uh, a coherent argument. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, we all we all know that there's a lot of that going on where people put stuff out there or more likely they just share something they got from from their 
their cocoon, whatever cocoon they're living in, right? Right. You know, and uh, so I got a few liberals like that on my Facebook, and you know, you, you they get can't this. really make arguments. <laughs> and then on top of it, like this is why they're taking their page down. I mean, you know, they're trying to make arguments consistently against um, the pro-choice movement about their lives and even the pro-life movement. And you know, at the end of the day, they 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 make their point. They try to make their arguments clear. You know. And when you, I guess when you can't, if you can't beat them and you don't want to join them, you just shut them down, you know? Well, that's right. That's right. That's what they're doing. They're just, uh, uh, they're shutting, it's just like the college campuses are doing, you know, they can't, can't have an opposing, uh, opinion speaker. They, you know, what a couple months ago, Berkeley, California, there were riots and burning down buildings because Ann Coulter was going to come and speak, you know, I think that. I think I got that right. It might have been a different Milo. Speaker. It might have been Milo. Oh, about. yeah, yeah. That could have yeah. been Milo. I don't know. Yeah. One of them. <laughs> but, you know, it's interesting. Um, so, you know, regarding where we're going to have to eventually get to a place where, you know, I think right away when we, you know, really get off the ground here, you know, we're going to have to start really thinking on how to, you know, create websites and create uh, create some type of, you know, alternative way to communicate to people consistently. That's why we got our boy Josh. Yeah, you know, we're going to Josh Davis, Smart Web Ninja. Yeah, we're going to have to um, create something because that's where we're at now. You know, I'm looking at this this pride icon here. Just like, I just, it's just unbelievable. To me, it's just unbelievable. It's almost unbelievable. Like, really? Like, really? Well, you know, and and the way, I guess we got to be careful what we say doing a Facebook Live thing, but... You right. know the way Facebook, exactly. the way Facebook censors, um, you know, like when we're trying to do our prayer stream in the morning, you can't play a song from an artist mm-hmm. without getting your getting your thread taken down later. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, some of those copyright issues they're over, but they're they are over top. They're oh, they're you know, way they're, they're like way you know, over if the there's top. background music, if there's background music of something of something. Then they take it down. It's just it's it's silly, you know, and you know this is what YouTube's been doing too on demonetizing um, conservative websites, controversial Second Amendment stuff. Um, you know, they you know if they can't if they can't get you you know if they can't. The thing is, we both know this very well is that there is no real argument for abortion. There's no real you know if you really you become a conservative when you start to think about whatever topic you're talking about become more conservative you actually when you really research it out and and so you can't really argue against these people if you're on the other side you know can you really argue against the gun lobby is there really a good argument to have with them that well no no is there (coughs) really a good argument they give us because there's a thing called the second amendment and um actually you know the declaration of independence gives you unalienable rights those are rights that don't come from government therefore government can't take them away and two of those would be life and the the right to life and the right of self-defense so if abortion is or i mean if an unborn fetus is a human life which i think science has showed us clearly in recent years that it is then how can they argue for destroying that life they they can't, um, and it's it goes totally against, you know, what this country was founded on. Mm-hmm. I mean, those are rights. The founders said they come from God. Government doesn't have the right to take those away. Mm-hmm. It doesn't even matter if a majority says to. 
Um, they don't have that right because those are God-given rights, unalienable. That's what <coughs> that's what they are. Mm-hmm. So, of course, they can't argue it. So their tactic is going to be shutting us down. And mm-hmm. you're right. When we start to get visibility, which, uh, you know, we're still flying on the radar. I mean, I see how many how many people are watching the show right now. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah. you know we're we're definitely under the, under the radar right now, but yep. when we get visible like uh, AHA has been, and and probably even more visible, mm-hmm. um, we're gonna have to think about how we're gonna communicate and what medium we're gonna use because uh, clearly Facebook is not on our side. Right. Um, they're useful right now, but I. Th- I think there's really a need for a conservative alternative to the entire social media thing. It's interesting that they haven't already. Um, that hasn't already came up, come about. That's well, something like you know, that. I'm look sure at, somebody's working on it. Yeah, look, look at look at how Fox News revolutionized the cable news industry. You know, I mean, they became a thirty billion dollar juggernaut juggernaut in twenty years. You know, from their inception in 1996. Because a guy named Roger Ailes had an idea that, you know, there was a market that wasn't being uh, fed here. And the very same thing is happening in the social media world right now. (coughs) Mm -hmm. So any entrepreneurs out there, this is an idea. I mean, we don't have time to run with it because we're trying to end abortion, but... If you're out there, if you if you got the calling all entrepreneurs, <laughs> all in all entrepreneurs. If you're out there, you know get get something like this started. If you're out there, um, fund us first, though. Fund us. <laughs> but but yeah, yeah, fund us for, yeah. or at least tie to us. Yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. yeah. You know. So um, real quick, I want to get to some just some some more um, um. So that Facebook sucks, and we're gonna have to just prepare for that. Which it is what it is. So Father's Day was Sunday. Yep. How was your Father's Day? Um, it was good. Um, my daughter, Sarah, made me a nice card. Um, and, you know, we, we spent a quiet day at home pretty much. Uh, I mean, we had, we had Sunday morning and Sunday evening church service. So, um, didn't really have a chance to go out to eat or anything like that, but, you know, got, got some nice gifts, a shirt and wallet and stuff like that. So, so really yeah, good. yeah, it was good. Um, you know, it's it's nice to be. Uh, it's nice that there's a day to to honor dads. <laughs> I know. I, I really feel that you know Father's Day now maybe my favorite holiday, my <laughs> favorite little holiday now. Um, I mean, um, you know, I'm gonna show everybody and be like a little proud daddy. Uh, this is my little Father's Day picture I put on Facebook of um, Jonah. Um, Jonah is to my, if you're looking at it, to your left, uh, Rafa is in the red to my right, and Britton's standing next to me. Um, yeah, I, I just, I've been loving this picture. Um, it came out it's really nice well. Picture. And um, that's, yeah, that's me with the crown and my um, my um, cape on. That's just a regular day. It's just me at home. And, uh <laughs> <laughs> But it was it was definitely fun, you know. What I did, I just took the boys to the Mini Haha Falls, and um, and that was just fun. We got to just take them there and um, got into the water there and check out the you know the water the waterfall and just kind of hang out with them. And it just really, uh, I don't know, just really, it is a is it you know I've talked about before, and obviously this show we we talk about fatherhood a lot. Um, that you know, I I just feel like I was made to do this, man. I was made to be a dad. You know, I was made to be uh, a papa. You know, 
And um, I put something on Facebook earlier that day that talked talked about, um, you know, you know, I said, hey, you know, if, you know, I'm gonna just read it actually what I put up early that day. I said, uh, if I asked you how many children you know who are truly orphans, no father and mother, you probably couldn't name five. But I've asked you to name how many children you know who have no active father in their lives, you probably can name fifty. Um, the Bible calls us to tend to the fatherless. Of course, the orphan will fall into the, to that, but the chances are the Bible version you're using only says orphan, which is not the original context. I'm calling all men in the next year to begin to take mentoring children who have no active father in their lives serious. Make it part of your walk with God. Ask God to show you a young person around uh, around you that uh, you could uh, bless by being a father figure in their lives. Mm. And, um, you know, I'm calling you and every, everyone just to consider that and pray into that because, I, you know, I really... Uh, more and more when I look at the word or- orphan, we talked about this before in uh, Father's Day, you know, the Bible tells us, I mean, if we just replace that for fatherless, how many kids out there don't have dads, you know, active dads, and yeah. you know, the pain that's going on with that, you know, and, you know, no no one's, I'm not saying everyone's got to adopt these kids, but, you know, tending to them in some form of mentorship or some t- form of um, pouring into their lives is just so important, I think, and I think it's a, a mismission feel here, you know, yeah, um, and I think that it's so funny, isn't it? Interesting. We go, oh, the orphan, orphan. But when, I mean, how often do we really in our churches like, is there anything really going on for an orphan? You know what I mean? Well, unless you're living in a third world country like the Philippines, um, you know, there's not really. I mean, there are orphans around, and there, you know, some of them are in foster homes and things like that. And you mm-hmm. know, there's an. I guess I think there's there's still orphanages, or you know. In the Twin Cities, I think there are. I don't think there's orphanage. I thought I didn't think orphanages were even in America. Okay, maybe not because we have the um, we have um, the the foster foster care families. System, okay, know, foster families. Yeah, but that's kind of like I should that. actually that's it too though. I right? should actually know that having adopted, <laughs> but mm-hmm. but yeah, um, but there are orphanages in the Philippines for sure, and and uh, there are a lot of uh, abandoned kids in countries like that. So there are orphans around the world in the true sense of the word orphan, but um, but you have a great point because a lot of uh, kids have grown up without dads in America, especially in the last generation or two. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. I mean, I mean if I, you go, I heard if you go to the prisons, you know, that's all you hear about is, you know, my dad wasn't there, my dad wasn't there, you know. And so it seems like the church, we're in, and we're not doing a lot, I guess, but that we might have mis- really misunderstood this whole farless orphan thing you know we we i mean we really don't think of all oh, that single mom as like a real mission feel like her son is a real or daughter's a real mission feel you know what i mean we've kind of just kind of relegated you know you know what i mean yeah yeah <clears throat> and um i i've been um mentoring or i've got a summer job actually watching these 10 year olds and this 12, 12 year old yeah how's and, that going um, that's week? going well um a little hiccups here and there, but you know they're growing. And and cool thing you probably haven't seen is that uh, earlier this week I was at the park with these guys and was playing playing you know sore fight with the the kids at the park and stuff like that. So you win their hearts. And then I started talking to them about Jesus and his return and they were warriors. And by the end of the the session, four kids just surrendered their lives to Jesus, like straight up, like like surrender for real. You mean? Okay, you've got the two, and then there were four, four more. O- there was four other kids that were playing with them. Yeah, that gave their lives to Jesus, and I, um, wow. 
And since we're super small, I'll, I'll put up two other page pictures in a second, but, um, cause I'm really <laughs> um, but, um, it was pretty powerful. Cause I, I talked to, uh, I talked to them about surrendering their lives to Christ. I talked to them about, um, you know, how God gives us power, how God gives us eternal life and blah, blah, blah. And these kids were hungry, man. I'm telling you, like, they were asking me like, okay, what do I need to say? What do I need to do? Like, I want this, you know? And it was, and so when we, we, I led them in prayer, you know, I told, you know, tell them about like, you know, that, you know, you're not going to be liked by everybody that God, you know, that, you know, this is you, um, you know, willing to die for Christ because what he did for you. And, and so anyway, um, when they accepted the Lord, it was just so sweet and to have all four of them up there. And then when I asked for the, we, I told them, okay, now you're going to ask for the Holy Spirit to come fill you up. And, um, they were like, okay. And I, you know, say this out loud and say, Holy Spirit, come live inside of me. Holy Spirit, come fill me up. They were like, I can't even, like, they were on fire. Like, so when we were done, the kids were like, I felt like something come in me. They're like, I felt something in me and I feel power in me. And then their hands were burning. They're like, my hands feel hot and cold. They're like, my hands feel hot and cold. And they had one of them, I was like, did anyone have a vision? And one of them was like, I had, I had this picture like Jesus, that Jesus came and touched my hands. And all of them was like, I had the same thing, you know? Oh, wow. And, like, Jesus <laughs> came and met these kids, man. And they were, I mean, I'm talking about when they were saying their hands were burning. They were, like, literally, like, it hurts. Like, it's on me, you know what I mean? And I told I told these two boys, to, I said, go home. And because they were, like, they had, I had said, like, God gives you power to heal and things like that. And they were, they, one of the boys said, well, where were you six months ago when my uncle was sick? Um and I was like, well, you know, I try to answer that. And I, I says, and it seemed like their family, they got a lot of sick people in their family because they were really concerned about that. So I was like, go and put your hand on your dad's chest and say, in the name of Jesus, be healed. And and uh, and so it was just amazing because they were burning and they wanted to tell people. It was just like straight up like water to wine. You know what I mean? Straight up like they were just like, mm. like feeling it. And um and then I told them I said hey come by the boys' house they know the kids I'm mentoring or whatever and I'll come by and I'll want to teach you guys more about this and you know I kind of said that and I didn't really think that maybe they were gonna do it or not and these two guys came by um these two guys came by and they came by to do some sword fights they're twins and um you know he was like. He was there, like we we wanted we wanted to do some sword fights, but really we wanted you to tell us more about God. And I was like, well, ask me a question. And they were like, well, how how long did it take God to make the earth? You know. Mm. So I was like, awesome. So I actually just let them read it from the Action Bible because the Action Bible kind of lays that obviously lays that out right away. Right. These two guys are uh, twins, and it was just really it was just it was just so straight up like first fruits of what we want to do. You know what I mean? Um, now you know I think they have their dad in their lives, and not, that's just them too. But like. You know, really being a spiritual father, you know, that's, you know, somebody who's like even something like that. Like I was like, man, if I didn't, I could do this all day. I could just go to parks, hang out for a while, talk to kids about Jesus. Like this, this is like, this is awesome, you know? And, um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You've got, uh, I think you have a special calling in that area, you know, and. Yeah, I, you know, and I think it's really, you know, I, I just, you know, what we were talking about during our prayer stream to this morning, like, I really see that God's going to 
bless what we are doing because we have a vision. You know, I have a vision to try to do like summer camps, you know, summer camps where kids can come learn about their identity in Christ and, and as royal sons and daughters, you know, um, you know, you made a summer camp in Hudson or it could be that man. It could be a, a shirk enough can be there. We're going to build it. You know, it's going to be there. So anyway, I, I I'm really pumped kind of just seeing what God's doing. Cause I, you know, it's kind of funny with this job. I mean, literally this is kind of the business that we, we were talking about doing kingly mentoring. Literally this is it. I mean, I'm this literally what you're doing, yeah. doing that. <laughs> Only thing is missing is probably the zeros behind the paycheck, <laughs> but that's all that's missing. I mean, it, it literally is that. And it's it's just really cool. So I see Doug's uh, comment here. Nice to see you watching, Doug. Uh, he says, man, I can't imagine growing up with a fire. I feel so bad for those kiddos living living that life. And, yeah, that's that's real, man. And we, um, But you, we are the solution, man. And I think we can, um, yeah, we can be, we can make some huge impacts you know, little, little things, you know, little things like even going in the parking. I mean, I know that's not something you probably like, yeah, I went, but like, even if you went, if you, if you and I went or something like you could, the kids would eat it up. They'd be like, well, <laughs> tell me about this. Like, what do you mean? You know, what do you mean? Mm. This? And they want to talk because the kids just first started telling me about their culture and they said that their culture is like, um, uh, native American and they believe some other stuff. And they, and they started off by telling me how they knew they already know all these things. They know all things. And I was like, I said, look, 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 guys, you guys don't know anything. <laughs> you don't know anything, and you need to consider that your culture is wrong because uh, I don't think you guys are knowing the truth. And I actually thought I lost them when I said that because it was yeah. offensive. And I was like, I felt like, oh, man, they're not going to come and listen to me because they're like, this guy just said we don't know anything. But then it, just, then it came back. I don't know how it worked out, and we got to talking more about it. So it was, uh, um, you know, I don't know. I, I, I think this generation is hungry. Um, like I said, that they, they came back to the house to learn more about God. I mean, who does that? I mean, what kids do that, you know? Well, yeah, you're right. I think I think kids are kids are looking for answers. I, I've seen it too. I do a wanna, you know, at our church on Wednesday nights during the school year and I've I've seen that with the kids I work with there, you know, that they ask a lot of questions and they're really a lot of them are searching there are a few that are not really you know they're just there because they're they're being dragged there by their parents but but there are a lot of them that are like you know really uh really searching for answers and you know Mm -hmm. and and for some of them it's sad that for some of them what they get from us on wednesday nights is the only spiritual nourishment they get all week yeah you know Absolutely, yeah, that's, that's sad, yeah. But at least they're getting that, you know. And Doug's saying here, they yeah, they do go on Saturday mornings um, to the park, the minister to kids, and the kids love it. Uh, they look forward to it on Saturdays. And so, yeah, I mean, absolutely. Um, I, re- I never forgot that, you know, I'll meet him one day in heaven. There's some guy that showed up to the park we were at as uh, the cul-de-sac that we lived in um, in Apple Valley, and he, he was talking about God to us and, and I never, forget, I don't remember anything that came from that, but I just remember him talking to us about God. And I was like, yeah, I go to church. And, but I thought it was really cool that he, you know, he reached out, you know, to do something. And uh, I think, you know, my mom messed up. I, I think she was like, oh, no, you guys already have a youth pastor. And I'm, you know, but anyway, but I, but you know, you never know that one time you're there and the impact you can make to somebody, you know, be that, like at the park or whatever, ministering to these kids out there. So, um, well, we're going to wrap up pretty soon. I wanted to real quick, just touch on, um, g- the campaign again. Um, what we're doing on prayer, please uh, follow us and 
join us in the prayer meetings that we have. We'll be here tomorrow morning um, for prayer and worship. You know, we're praying in this moment. We know that God can do it in a day, but mostly he's after our hearts. He's after our um after us and he wants to create in us a new person so that we can be carriers of his glory i think that um you know you know you know paul you know this all it takes is a moment for somebody to pull out their pen and checkbook you know for like us to really be as big as we want to be but god is wanting our hearts to be in a better place you know our faith to be stronger, you know? Oh, yeah. Uh, and so, you know, I'm excited that, you know, I even with these kids, working with these kids that I'm, I am every day now, I'm, I'm seeing that God's wisdom. Because if it was my deal, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be, like, here every day pumping stuff out. Right. And not saying that's bad. That's not. But that would not. But God, for some reason, guys, like, well, these guys are this that important. There's something I need to learn from being there. We probably should start our Kinley mentoring business probably because it's exactly, you know, there's something that they are getting the, you know, um, I've had a, a prophet tell us that those kids are probably going to work with us, you know, when, you know, it only takes a few years. I mean, we're, we're in it from the long haul. So eight years, they will be 18 and, um, or 19, right. 20, you know, so that, I mean, if we're investing in them now, I mean, what if these two little twins ends up being major leaders for what we're doing in the future? I mean, well, that was a pretty amazing deal last Friday. Um, Amen. That's where, right. <laughs> when you had them in the studio, and um, uh, I slipped my mind. Uh, which which true. one was it? Oh, mm-hmm. True. Yeah, True is the one. Uh, yeah, yeah. He was. Uh, he he seems pretty fired up about, uh, and he's just one day as a Christian. <laughs> yeah, not really. Yeah. So yeah, he'll be here tomorrow morning. Um, he, I don't know if he'll want to join us again. He's welcome to. But yeah, I mean that's pretty crazy, right? I'm pretty sure when this summer's over, mom's not going to want me to go away too far. You know what I mean? Because it's just going to be, I mean, here's this kid coming to the Lord, means something, and he's already in the studio halfway praying. Yeah. Really? So, you know, um, <laughs> God's turning the hearts of the fathers to the children, and I just don't see how we're just destined for success because we, I mean, this is what we're after is it's not self-promoting. It's not us trying to get on bigger, bigger stages for our own betterment, you know, no one ever says they do that. They go, you know, they do the ministry stuff for that. But, you know, people don't, you know, it, you know, they are doing it for that when they won't talk about controversial issues. You'd be like, yeah. why don't you talk about abortion? Why don't you talk about, you know, you know, even the gay marriage stuff. And they're like, Oh no, 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 no. You know? So. Yeah, really. I mean, we don't, uh, we're, we're here for a purpose and, and we just, let the chips fall, especially you. I mean, um, you know, as yeah. far as doing controversial stuff, uh, you know, that's what we do. That's just that's uh, we, if it's controversial, we're sorry. We're just gonna we do. What we're just gonna do right. You know, we're yeah, we're not here to become a multi-million-dollar organization, or you know, we just want to end abortion. That's right. that's our. That's our goal. That's our aim. We want to love the father. We want to love the fireless, and we're willing to do whatever it takes, you know, for that, you know. And I think one big thing is that God is definitely showing that, you know, it won't. It, we're not stopping after the end abortion. I mean, we've already talked about the castle, oh, yeah. and we've <laughs> talked about all this stuff. So He's after the the children, the seed, and so we're the ministry that is trying to start trying to start from the ground level. Can we stop killing our babies, and then we can start worrying about right. discipling them and saving them and yeah, after yeah. we take care of abortion, then then we've got other big plans. But yeah, yeah. but we've uh, but right now, 
it's just about ending abortion and we're uh we're gonna do it you know if we're right small or big or in between or whatever happens it's all in god's hands he owns the cattle on a thousand hills that's right so he owns all of it he's got control of the situation and that's good and we're that's trusting good him yeah that's a good thing to remember he owns it all cattle on a thousand hills all right, go get our book, All Hands on Deck, Four Steps in an Abortion, you guys. Go to allhandsondeckmedia.com. Please support the uh, the broadcast that way. Um, we need to be able to make rent. This is sad to say, but we need to be able to make rent in a week. 500, we need, well, we probably need probably now about 400. We've got about, well, like $70 in our account, so... Um, well, four hundred dollars is needed, so please um, give there uh, to the movement there. Uh, continue to support the prayer stream and what we're doing, and and I and I and our vision is big. I mean, we we may not be able to implement things totally right now, but I think as long as we keep sowing and we keep being consistent, um, we will win. You know. So, with that, Paul, any last words? Um, no, I think <clears throat> I think you got it covered. Did you want to want to pray as we? Uh, How about you head say a here? prayer? <clears throat> All right. Well, Father, we do thank you. We thank you for uh, our time here tonight for our podcast. We thank you, Lord, for all the gifts and blessings that you've given us. And Lord, we just uh, ask that you will pour out your blessing upon our audience here tonight, and uh, for all of their needs, we ask that you'll meet them according to your perfect will. We pray for all hands on deck. We pray that you will advance our our movement to end abortion lord we we're trusting you for for greater finances for uh greater impact on our culture lord in the meantime lord make us faithful and good stewards of what we're doing now and uh the the kids that uh chris is mentoring and the the stuff that i'm doing and lord we just uh pray that you'll you'll bless us help us to grow help us to ready our hearts for this campaign when it gets into uh critical mass and uh and we we face even greater enemies that uh that we'll be ready to face them lord and we just uh pray your blessing over all of us in the name of jesus we pray amen amen see you guys tomorrow for prayer peace out